Hey everyone, welcome to The Exchange Daily. Today is Friday, March 27, 2020. We're doing this podcast because even though we can't meet in person, we still wanna stay connected. As you know, The Exchange is a community following Jesus. That means we just wanna follow the ways and teachings of Jesus together. And so even though there's social distancing, uh, that does not mean we need to be in spiritual isolation. So this is just a way for us to stay connected among the COVID-19 pandemic and, and really just right now as a church, as a community to fix our eyes on Jesus. And today's gonna be a little different. We're still gonna go through a, a Psalm a bit at the end, but uh, we have a special guest today, Pastor Nate Gallagher, Gallagher from Calvary Vero Beach. Nate, man, thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's exciting to be on the podcast and just uh, be a part of what God's doing through Exchange. It's amazing. Dude, it's so cool. I mean, there's so many connections that uh, Nate and I have and his family have. It's just bizarre. Uh, Nate's actually from California, so we have that California connection thing happening, mm-hmm. which I love. Um, <laughs> you know, Nate is a, the, the, well, he's a high school pastor and teaching pastor, a teaching pastor at Calvary Vero, and I did high school ministry, so I, I know that world, that dynamic, and dude, I, I mean, I love and so believe in what you're doing, um, but it yeah. really is just a small world because, you know, your, your parents, right, both your mom and dad are from, is it, are they both from Costa Mesa or? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, my dad was a um, Bible teacher at the school there. And then my mom and her family uh, went to church there and were in youth group together and kind of stuff like that. Huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure your dad, I think we talked about this, but I'm pretty sure your dad was my brother's uh, Bible teacher. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he was, yeah. And then forever, just the grave's name was ruined after that. But uh, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, and so your dad worked at you know Calvary Coast Mesa. I worked at Calvary Coast Mesa for about a year. Um, yeah. And it's crazy because Hannah, your wife, went to Calvary Chapel High School, CCHS. Yep. That's what I'm uh-huh. alumni of. My wife and I were CCHS. <laughs> uh, it's just crazy because my wife was, I think, a was she a senior when Hannah was a sophomore, maybe? Or, or yeah, I think so. What, what year? Yeah, I think something like that. They're just a few years apart. I'm yeah, sure. and they did drama together. And, and then <laughs> when we saw that Hannah moved to Florida, we're like, what? Who is she marrying? What's going on? It was just crazy. <laughs> it's like such a small so world. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, today, you know, we just want to have a conversation on hope and gratefulness just among um, COVID-19. How do we have hope yeah. and gratefulness? Mm-hmm. And so um, I just want to kind of start off by asking, you know, Nate, a couple questions. Uh, Broward County just issued a shelter in place for us here yesterday, um, which kind of, again, just is like another layer to ha- how we have been doing life. I-, I feel like we've already been in shelter in place. Yeah. Uh, I think many have taken that pretty serious, but um, it just seems to be another like step uh, towards isolation. And, and, you know, we talked about this in our podcast yesterday it's not so much isolation as much as like, how do we as Christians make this become like solitude, which is mm. not forced to be alone but as much as I'm intentionally going right. to use this time to seek the Lord. So I'm more going to get your perspective. You're in Vero beach. Tell us about just mm-hmm. like your city, your County, what, what it's like up there. Yes. Things up here are always a little bit slower than everywhere else. So like um, we're, we're like a few days behind you guys, I would say. So that will probably happen up here pretty soon. Um, but, uh, restaurants are mostly closed. There's the few that are doing takeout only. Um, and then they close the beaches this week and all that kind of stuff. So, um, it is funny. People seem to be getting out and about. There's a lot of people still working. Um, but obviously in smaller groups and keeping their distance. Um, and our rhythm has changed a bit, you know, like, Mm -hmm as everyone has, we still, um, have lots to do with church and, um, 
getting ready for like our weekend services online and kind of all that stuff. We feel like we've become like a, a TV production studio, <laughs> which is kind of funny and weird. But um, yeah, people seem to be doing okay. Um, we have like a, a, a pretty uh, diverse church, um, especially with age. We, we live kind of in a retirement community. So mm-hmm. um, I know it's affecting, obviously, this um, COVID-19 is affecting a lot of our older people in general. Yeah. Um, but it seems like people are pretty hopeful and pretty connected with what we're doing. Um, I haven't seen, and maybe it's people's kind of like head in the sand a little bit up here, mm. um, but there hasn't been a lot of like, um, people like freaking out or, or what are we going to do? Um, but life has definitely changed quite a bit, you know? Yeah. Up here. yeah. I mean, that's what I was curious about was like the attitude or perspective or, I mean, yeah. you know, even amongst your church, I mean, your, your Calvary Chapel Vero Beach, you know, mm-hmm. what's like kind of the, I guess the culture there right now or that, you know, like the tone or attitude amongst all these changes happening so mm-hmm. fast. Well, I think like in general, I mean, speaking from um, our, our immediate group of like staff and volunteers and things like that, it's sort of channeled everyone's energy into one direction. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's true across the board with churches right now. It's like all of a sudden there's been like a fresh fire um, under people's feet of like channeling everything in one direction. And that is like putting out um, online content, being engaged, doing the best we can to stay connected with people. And um, like our teams here, that are still around and able to do things feel really unified yeah. um, just in, in their direction and like, Hey, we're, we, you know, this doesn't stop the church kind of thing. And, and that's kind of, um, and then as it spreads out from there into just people that are um, a part of our church, um, there's definitely different emotions. Some people are like, um, obviously uh, trusting in Jesus kind of continuing their life, using it as an opportunity to be with their family more. And um, sort of, like you said, like rather than a forced isolation, kind of an intentional solitude. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that there's a few people, especially those that are alone um, or living alone and things like that are just, you know, really worried and mm. just un- it's the uncertainty, you know, I think that's yeah. what it comes down to for most people is just how long, what does this mean? Yeah. Um, no, I want to. I want to actually kind of explore that with you in a second too. I mean, uh, I, I know your church has, you know, you have s- several staff members, people to meet needs. It's, it's really. Cool. I'm encouraged by. We have a form online where people can fill out. Hey, I want to help, or hey, I need help. Mm-hmm. And we've had so many more fill out. Hey, I want to help. I can deliver yeah. the drop off gift cards. And so I'm one. I'm kind of bringing this up too because if you're listening and you do need help. You need prayer, fill out the prayer form. If you actually tangibly have needs or we could drop off groceries, like we're, we have people who are willing and ready to do that and like waiting yeah. for like people to say, hey, just help. Don't be ashamed to ask. But um, right. I mean, I want to kind of talk through that more with you in a second. I want to more ask a, a fun question briefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what do you right now just amongst all of the, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> everything's being you know, canceled. Yeah. What do you miss the most? March Madness, NBA, Olympics. Yeah. Well, what do you right well, now? Wish yeah, so back? two things. The Lakers were going to win it all this year. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> and I am so bummed. Well, the, I feel like the Dodgers a few years ago were supposed to win it all, and then the Astros stole from us. And now the Lakers <laughs> are going to redeem it back, and uh, NBA is canceled. So I'm pretty upset about that. 
And then also uh, just my normal routine of going to the beach, the beach that I want to go to, going for a surf, all of that has been disrupted. So I'm ready for this to just yeah watch the Lakers at night and then go surfing in the morning is pretty much. <laughs> yep. Oh, my gosh. Dude, it's sort of sinking that March Madness is not <laughs> happening. I'm like, what is so going crazy. on? Seriously. It's, it's genuinely March Madness right now. Yeah. Um, uh, so, <laughs> hey, I mean, in, in moments like, like these right now, I mean, this is uh-huh. really, and we've acknowledged this, a unique time period in, mm. in church history. Um, we're praying and asking, like, Lord, Lord like, you're up to something. Like, mm. I don't know what it is, but you're, you're doing something. And I'll be honest, like, yeah. I hate the idea that we're not together in person because there's mm. something about yeah. that, obviously. But I also, mm-hmm. at the same time, have a strange hope that the Lord is, like, mm. doing something within the church and stirring something yeah. within us on a global, national, you know, world scale. But also, I, like, in individuals of God, just prayer, yeah. intimacy. Mm. So what do you think the Lord is doing? What do you think he's teaching us right now? Yeah, I well, I think it's forcing us to find ways to establish deep relationships mm. without the sort of typical ways that we would do that, especially um, in church. And I know personally, like I'm guilty of using our like Sunday gatherings or for me with youth, our Thursday night gatherings um, as like, that's my my moment to keep tabs on people, check in on them, see how they're doing. Um, and now that that's sort of gone away and I can't physically see people and I'm not reminded of them, like based upon if they show up, mm. it's now like, I feel just sort of a, a burden, um, to go out of my way to connect with people beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to develop those sort of like, I know we can't literally go house to house, but more of those like stripped down house to house ways to connect with people. Um, and sort of going out of our way to find out how, hey, how are you doing? Like, what's going on in your mind? Like those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I just think that finding deep ways to connect um, with one another without sort of the, the routine or the habit of how we always yes. do it. Yeah. Um, it's been good for me. And mm-hmm. like I'm having, I feel like deeper conversations with my friends, um, more opportunity to like pray and encourage one another. Um, like close friends of ours, uh, she just lost her job um, mm. because they're mm. not sure how long this is going to go. So it's like all of these things, but then at the same time, we're more open to talk with each other. Like this is yeah. how I'm feeling. This is where I'm going. Um, so I do just kind of like on a personal way, that's where I sense like God's doing in, in my own heart and life. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, just being able to to recognize it and kind of own this moment for um, connecting with people in a deep, you know, way. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we talk a lot about how you know Jesus on his in his earthly ministry had a lot of disruptions, and mm-hmm. he was just so good at that. He was so good at like not being upset or frustrated or annoyed by disruptions because like I I am, um, right. you know, and I, he's so good at just saying, okay, there's a disruption. This is like a God moment, and I feel like there's just this crazy global disruption happening and we're going everyone's kind of having to press hold and say okay lord like let's what are you doing and we want to we want to be in tune with your holy spirit and we want to you know meet needs practically so i mean i do want to ask though like because some for some people who are again that i love order and this is not order (laughs) and i love you know just things being clear i mean how how do we have hope right now how Mm. do we have a spirit of hope how do we have a spirit of gratefulness even um Mm. amongst a moment like this 
Yeah, I, I mean, like you said, one of the things just establishing and setting up for ourselves our own rhythm um, with Jesus in this time. Yeah. And I think it's easy because like we're not doing anything, you know, like a lot of the day, like my screen time on my phone has gone up like (laughs) 60% or something, you know, like, Mm because it's like, we're just not. So establishing those moments where I'm going to just, whether it is literally, like I've been turning off my phone more like in the evening because it's like, Mm. I just so done with it. Um, And just trying to find those rhythms where we can be with Jesus or be with the people that we are able to be with. Um, And so I think those rhythms, and then um, like you said, hope and gratefulness so often go together because it's hard to be like anxious and worried when you are thankful and, you know, grateful for what you do have. Mm. Um, and so I think just pausing and reflecting on all that Jesus has done, um, whether it's in your life or even in this week or even in this day, like kind of pinpointing, like, God, thank you for, you know, just like, I'm like, thank you for this cup of coffee. You know, like we still have coffee and just being grateful with, with what we have. And I, and I don't like, I don't want that to sound like it's a silver lining type thing. Yeah. Well, at least it's not as bad as those people. Mm. Um, I I don't think that's what real gratefulness and hope is, but, but it is just like recognizing where God is and what God's doing in our lives in these moments, just help us um, see things in a bigger picture. And then also I think with hope and maybe I'm getting ahead of ourselves, but finding, um, really what God is calling you to do in these moments. Mm -hmm. And like for, for some people, you know, maybe there hasn't been this much time with your family. So it's Mm -hmm. like, man, you can really pour in life over your kids or over your spouse and, and using this moment to recognize like what is God really calling me to do right now. And I think when you, when you grab onto purpose and, and the call of God, it does, give you hope um in the middle of sort of uncertainty that's so good and you know like you said it's not some silver lining thing i mean you kind of jokingly said i think i think we'll have a real issue when the coffee does stop that's when we'll see the church rise up in anger but uh (laughs) um you know i i I mean i agree there it's really bizarre i guess i haven't really considered um so much in this moment how thankful people are tend to be hopeful people um, yeah. people who just have a spirit of God, you know, you're good. I can recount all of your deeds and, uh, I can, I can go back to that. And it's, it's weird how it creates hope of God. You've been faithful in the past. You're gonna be faithful in the, in the future. Um, yeah, right. You know, so, I mean, with that, I just want to share, uh, for us, our Psalm, it's Psalm nine. It says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. Again, I will give thanks and I'll recount all of your wonderful deeds. Um, there seems to be just that theme in the scriptures of even the word exult just means rejoice. You see thankfulness and rejoicefulness kind of happening synonymously. I think back to mm-hmm. Paul when he says, you know, rejoice always, pray without ceasing in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Um, there's that idea of rejoicing always and in everything, give thanks. Um, not mm. for everything, but in everything, give thanks. Right. Recounting his wonderful deeds. So 
you know, for us as a church, we've, we've been doing this as a way to just kind of meditate on God, on his works. That's kind of why we're trying to even be in the Psalms is to slow down, think on God, yeah. think about who he is, what he's done. He's been faithful before. He'll be faithful again, rejoicing always, uh, singing praises to your name. So church, here's kind of the practice I want to leave you with is practice a, a gratefulness that really creates hope. Uh, practice a gratefulness that creates hope. So I would love for just our church to spend a few minutes today only like in prayer, only thanking God, only praising him. No requests, no, can you please do this or be with this person? Just spend a few minutes just thanking God. And then, you know, after that, at some point today, whether it's at dinner or some point, just sit down with people and just, just start talking in a way where you're going, man, here's what I'm just so thankful for in this moment. We can be together again as a family or, you know, so based on saying in prayer and in person, in prayer, spend time thanking God. And then in person, someone at your family, uh, maybe at your table, whatever that might look like, just say, man, God's been so good. So um, I would, that's like really our practice for today. That's what I encourage you guys, our church with, uh, listen, we hope, um, just even just this conversation can be a blessing to you. We're trying to fix our eyes on Jesus. Um, Nate, I just want to say thank you so much for being here and talking. Um, actually Nate, yeah. Nate is teaching for us this Sunday, um, yeah. on Hebrews four. And that's kind of why I wanted to introduce him in this way, in this podcast, just so you kind of hear from him, hear that connection. And then he has such a, I think, timely message on rest. Um, yeah. So we'll be in Hebrews 4 this weekend. Uh, listen, I just want to say thank you for listening. We hope that you just can be blessed and are blessed by this. You know, if you would, not just subscribe, but just share this with people who, who need hope, who need a, to fix their eyes on Jesus right now. If you want to share this on social media. Um, and just remember, you can stay up to date with any announcements or anything happening at theexchangechurch.cc. We want to encourage everyone to find a Zoom group near them so they can still stay connected. Listen, we love you guys. And Nate, again, thank you so much for being a part of this, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks again, dude. Love you guys. God bless you. We'll see you Sunday.